We are technically recording right now. So All right. This is it. We We're immortalizing like... ourselves right now. If you do not know us, my name is Camera. My name is Light. And we are the co-hosts of the Mentality Podcast, where we spill the tea on the psyche. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is a weird episode and an exciting also episode for us to record. Mm -hmm. This is the first time that Light and I have recorded remotely, uh, have recorded together virtually that isn't a Facebook Live, that is actually our podcast and bringing it back into this kind of space. So... Hello again. This is exciting. Hello. Hello again. It has. Uh, it's been what? It's been a year, I think, for us since we yeah. last recorded. I think the last time we recorded was in February, so just about a year. Yeah. We were recording in a studio and just talking. We were surrounded about... by people. We were able to talk yeah. to each other without masks. It was quite a time. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's good to be back. It's good to good to be talking to you mm-hmm. and kind of get this ball rolling again. So for those who are unfamiliar with kind of the format here, this this episode will be a little different. This episode will be more of a catch up in between me and camera so that you can get to know us. Mentality is is meant to explore different. It's it's spilling the tea on the psyche is what we like to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've in previous episodes we've talked about asexuality. We've talked about autism. We've talked about anxiety and depression. Where we're coming from is we're not professionals. We're not psychologists. We're not psychiatrists. um, We're not therapists. We're just mental health advocates. I I work in the video game industry, so nothing at all uh, relevant to this conversation. The video game industry has has a lot to do with mental health. I feel like there's like conversations about it. And I would like to make it more relevant. Yeah. And Camera, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself also yeah. um, before we, we dive in. No, my name is Camera. Um, I am a video and podcast producer. Um, I'm a digital media producer for um, basically a mental health and uh, digital community. I am a big mental health advocate, not an expert by any means, learning a lot more each day. If anything, I want to become, I was telling my friend the other day that I want to become like the food critic of mental health. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a chef. I am not a sh- I am not a therapist. I am not a chef, but I would love to be a, like a a person who gets to try it all and like gets mm-hmm. to explore and learn and can talk about it. And that's Absolutely. what I feel like we get to do. Like part of it we get to do here is learning different people's experiences. Usually we interview people or we talk about an experience that we have gone through or reflect on our season or reflect on where we're at right now, which is what we're doing. We're reflecting on the year that I think we all just we all just had and we're all we all experienced <laughs> it in different ways and how that affected yeah. us mentally. Absolutely. I think that's great. A little bit of uh, background, uh, not not career-wise for me, kind of where I'm coming from and why I am interested in this is I have 
pretty bad anxiety that has most most definitely gotten worse over the course of 2020. You know, I, I have pretty bad anxiety and I have definitely struggled with depression before. That's sort of where I'm coming from. Do you want to tell them where you're coming from as well? Yeah, I I definitely struggle. I've struggled with anxiety for a lot of my life. I've been to just therapy for a lot of my life, not for any major issues, but more talk therapies, cognitive behavioral therapy. When I was growing up, I I had a learning disability, and also I had was diagnosed with ADHD. That was something that I feel like empowered me and also affected me within education and also how I've learned and how my mental health has affected me as well. So I now feel like I'm an advocate in that space, and I'm learning more about that. I'm actually in the process of seeing if I can get re-diagnosed, because the last time I was diagnosed, diagnosed was when I was 13. So I'm not 13 anymore. (laughs) I'm on my own journey right now. I think within kind of anxiety, I do have slight depression, but definitely have dealt with a lot of that during the pandemic, a lot of numbness, a lot of depression and anxiety combos. A lot of us have gone through our own now situational experiences within the trauma that last year kind of caused us. So I'm excited to talk about that today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I, I think that's as good of an intro as any for people who, who <laughs> yeah. don't know who we are. And also people who do know who we are, welcome back. It has been a while. So <laughs> thank you for everyone for joining us on this journey. So I, I think we've mentioned it a few times. It's the largest elephant in the room is 2020 and the pandemic. I'd love to kind of dive deeper into to how that's affected uh, both of us. Mm-hmm. So we've had the whole gambit of 2020 to exist <laughs> and see how it affects us and how it has affected us. So how, how are you doing now? I mean, I know now that we can kind of look back on 2020 as a whole, you know, from when the coronavirus is but a blip in January of last year to where we're at now. What was the the journey that you went through? I think the journey was definitely, I think all of us didn't think that this was going to happen this year and also didn't know. We were not prepared, I feel like, Mm -hmm. for what this year was going to teach us, where we were going to go with it. I remember us recording a podcast in February when things hadn't, in about a few weeks, things were going to be completely shut down and we had no idea. I think I had that mentality that a lot of people had of, we don't know what this is. It could just be the flu. It could just be a new variant of that. We don't know. At that point, why live in fear? Because we didn't know. But then I think what what kind of hit hard was I realized with my whole colleagues, we had that day at work where it was Wednesday and we, we got the notifications from the news. Lockdown is happening. Our boss told us like, so Friday is going to be our, our last day for a little while in the office. It'll take like two weeks to... A little while. Yeah. A little while, you know. We were, we were assuming it'd be two weeks minimum. We might come back. I remember talking to you and we were both like, oh, I guess we shouldn't record episodes for a little while. We'll postpone. I was thinking it was going to be like, two to three months and then we'll start recording again and we'll get back on track and you were telling me it's probably gonna be we might we can wait a year if we wanted to and I'm like a year a year (laughs) and then look at what I really hope this doesn't last a year Uh, well I think I've learned a lot about how to be alone with myself I have a lot of great relationships in my life and a lot of great support systems. I consider myself the term ambivert. If some people are extroverts, some people are introverts. I'm an introverted extrovert. And it was a very uncomfortable situation for me to... I'm like, okay, I'll work from home for maybe a month, but then I'll go back to the office. I'll work from home for a little while or I'll just... I won't see my friends for a month and everything will be okay. 
very quickly I learned that that wasn't going to be the case. As a person who really desires and really thrives off of that social interaction, at least half of the time, having that different space from like home and work, having the different space to be like, this is where I'm with friends and this is where I can relax and just be and recharge. It became everywhere from Zoom call, movie nights, trivia together, learning to basically bring friends, bring life, bring everything into my room or my apartment became a lot. I feel like I've had a lot of revelations about who I am and what I need to be working on. I think 2020 showed me all the areas I already kind of knew were weak points, but exposed them even more and let myself be uncomfortable with them, which I'm actually kind of happy I got to do. I had a really great therapist during the time of the pandemic who I let go of. She's been a great therapist to me, but I've known that I'm like, I need to challenge myself more in therapy and there's different things I want to try. So having that experience was really interesting during the time of the pandemic, learning more about what I need in mental health, what I need in a therapist, what I need from myself and how to be alone with myself and really enjoy myself and how to incorporate friends into this and how to not get digital exhaustion because staring at a screen I do that (laughs) it does like I do that all day for work and then it's like okay now you can stare at a screen to work out or now you can stare at a screen to talk to your friends or get a group together on zoom it's really a challenge finding anything that doesn't involve a screen now because it's you know, I now do a screen to, like you said, to work out. I do a screen to relax. I do a screen for my hobby. I do a screen for work. And whether it's email work or video call work, I'm I'm always looking at a screen. Um, the only know. time I'm really not looking at a screen is uh, when I'm cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've realized like that's the, you know, like uh, if I'm like taking a shower or when I'm cooking, those are like the only two times I can think of that I'm not in front of a, a screen. Even if I'm out walking the dog, sometimes I'm just looking at my phone, like talking to people or something, you know? Yeah, lots of screen time. Lots of screen time. I've learned that taking walks is really vital when, when it's safe and when I can. And I won't look at my phone when I'm walking. I'll put it in my pocket. I like to have it. I like to listen to music or a podcast when I'm walking, usually music. And that way I can feel like I'm experiencing the world and I get to walk in my own jive. I, I love to dance just as for fun. I'm not a professional dancer, um, but I feel like that's something that's kind of brought me a lot of joy in this time is still finding new music. I've seen your Instagram videos. They're great. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my word. I'm just showing how that's how I share joy. That is my joy. Maybe your joy is cooking. Maybe your joy, like, I see people who post pictures of their food. If that is what brings you joy, that doesn't, I I like to eat my food. (laughs) I will eat it before I post it. (laughs) I'm not going to show you what I ate. It's gone. So (laughs) I will eat that. My joy is I'm like, I like to express, I like to move and I miss that. I've, I've watched half of my favorite, my dance studio that I went to, my favorite club that I would go and dance at. I've watched a lot of them close down, possibly yeah. for good. And that's been really hard to realize that nothing is necessarily, things change. Things can end and begin yeah. in new ways. Um, but I think it really let us all reflect, reflect on a lot of uncomfortable things that we didn't want to think about and where we want to be in life and what we want to be doing and what is important to us. And I think I'm still figuring that out. I'm like, it's still partially 2020 right now. There's still stuff that I need to work through. Like this is the first time I was thinking to myself, I have this new habit that I finally did a 21 day I'm almost done with it. Workout challenge. It's been very hard for me even during the pandemic to work out, to get myself to move besides just flailing my arms with music. But 
I've now like I've gone through at this point when I'm rec- when we're recording this I think I'm at 16 days at working out 21 minutes nice. a day and teaching myself that I can change and I can create habits. We all can. It takes time though and we have to be really patient so, with ourselves. That's what I've learned so far is I've become really patient and really kind mm-hmm. to myself. I'm really happy about that. A lot of good things and hard things have happened, but tell us about you. Light. I have talked about a lot of stuff, so. Sure. Okay. We're we're in podcast form, but as you can see, the the growing out the hair is is one of the things that has happened throughout the, the course of the year. No, they can't, but you can see the glorious <laughs> mane. Yeah, so 2020 um, was certainly a year. I ended up, I think, in the ER twice from what ended up, I guess, being just anxiety. But, you know, there, there were a few days there where, you know, my heart rate would just be at like 180 or 190, which is extremely high. And, you know, and that's when I'm laying down, you know, that's not even when I'm like standing up or walking or anything like that. So those would be really scary. You know, when I would go to the ER, they would basically just, you know, have me relax, you know, have me hooked up to an IV and they'd basically send me on my merry way. So it ended up just being anxiety. So it's, it's one of those things that I've, I've realized that I certainly have even worse anxiety than I had originally thought. You know, that's something that I've I've definitely come to realize is 2020, I was already a pretty anxious person. And then I feel like, you know, it was like my my level was, you know, a glass already half full of anxiety. And then 2020 put it to where it was like, you know, at the at the brim. Mm-hmm. So if anything stressed me out, if it was work, if it was relationships, it was if it was health, you know, money, all anything that could stress you out, anything that would increase that stress even a little bit would put me over the edge. And I I learned both how to find ways to calm myself. I'm still learning ways on how to calm myself. So, you know, over the last six months at three o'clock every day, I have it so that all of my electronics shut off automatically. And then I go and meditate for 15 minutes. And that's been really nice. It's allowed me not only to kind of keep my anxiety more in check, but it's also allowed me to just kind of take some mindfulness to myself, you know, just let everything else go. As we were just talking, there's not a lot of chances to not be on a screen during this year or yeah. during 2020. So um, it's allowed me to just, you know, it has my, I have my eyes closed, but, you know, it, it's allowed me to not be looking at a screen while still being present. So that's something that I've learned that I really enjoy and something that I'll continue doing. Um, I've learned kind of my limits of, you know, being able to look at screens. I've learned my, my limits mm-hmm. of anxiety. I've had a certain, like, I used to have triggers before I used to know how to avoid anxiety and 2020 made it so that I, I, I don't know what those triggers are anymore. And so it's kind of made me figure out new tricks for me and how I can relax. You know, um, I try to spend more time just taking care of myself. I've been eating better this year for that exact reason. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm at least taking care of my body and my body's healthy, eating healthier, going on walks, meditating. I need to definitely exercise more. That's something that I've tried to do. And I, I want to get better at that. Um, so getting better at exercise. So it's helped me kind of learn how to manage it in a way that I I wouldn't have known before. Also, like just allowing myself to enjoy things like sleeping. Um, you know, I used to always like guilt myself, like I need to wake up early, you know, I'm not doing anything. And then I realized like if my body's, if I'm anxious all the time and my body's like, hey, sleep, 
like, all right, like stop feeling guilty about it and just let my body sleep. What if I'm wasting my day? It's not like, you know, we're doing anything super exciting during the day anyway, you know, like You're what gonna am I going to do? Wake so up so many and... things that are going on. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I wake up and then I go and play video games or, you know, watch TV. So it's not like my body is doing anything super exciting anyway right now. So, you know, might as well, you know, let my body sleep in. I've also been trying to read more. I've been trying to find ways to, you know, clever ways, as I think we all have clever ways to not be looking at a screen all the time. And I've definitely learned that I'm way more of an introvert than I thought I was. I thought, you know, growing up, I was an introvert and I went into theater so that I can kind of learn how to to, to talk to people a little bit better. And that's a wrong way of putting it, but just, you know, be able to put myself out there. I was mm-hmm. I was never putting myself out there to get opportunities. But over the, the course of this year, I realized that I'm that's still me at heart. You know, like it hasn't bothered me that much that I haven't been able to leave the house. I thought it'd bother me way more. <laughs> that, you know, the only time I leave my house is to go get groceries and to walk my dog. You know, I, I spend maybe a total of an hour outside of my apartment <laughs> um, a day. And that's basically just to walk the dog. So I, I've realized that that's something that I've learned. So like I could I could do this if I need to. That's kind of how the last, you know, year has been is lots of revelations about myself and uh, lots of revelations about how the world is and, and learning about um, mental health and how it's affecting other people too. And I'm I'm very much looking forward to hopefully, you know, to take these lessons that I had from 2020 and then seeing mm-hmm. how I can mix them into what my life will be like moving forward. Like, will I keep with the meditation at three o'clock every day when I will be in an office at three o'clock? You know, right now it's really easy for me to go turn off my computer and go sit in my room and meditate for 15 minutes. But will I be able to do that at work? You know, and if not, how, how can I keep that up? You know, because it's, yeah. it's a good habit that I want to keep. Um, will I be able to keep up cooking good meals every day? Will I be able to keep up getting the sleep that I was uh, looking, you know, that I, I've been giving myself if I have to go into work at 9am or something like that? You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, how I can take these lessons and bring them forward. It's been a an absolutely terrible year, but there's definitely been some silver linings and some lessons learned. Um, it's a lot easier to learn lessons when you kind of reach your limit on certain things. Yeah, I think we had to reach our limits in a way. And it reminds me when I was at one of my college, I went to two colleges. One of them, I got an award. It was a joke award, but it was that camera has her limits. It was a joke from a one time, one time when I just couldn't take on a, a million different things when I thought I could. How dare you be and able to take on a million? I know. I, I thought I could. Ha- I thought I could juggle two different, three different projects. In I was in student government and trying to handle different things, and it showed that I was able to, but not as efficiently in some ways. And they joked like, "Oh, she tries to take on a lot of things." and and doesn't and I think I've learned this this year has also been a I have my limits year and I need to be okay with that like just because we have limits and it, I don't even know if it's seen what our limits are or kind of saying it in that way it's like we're not supposed to be limitless we're not supposed to be pushing past every single barrier if it's gonna kill us if it's gonna not if we're not gonna be taking care of ourselves if we're not even gonna be doing a good job at everything we want to do that's something I've learned is I'm like you okay if this takes this much time, then that's how long it takes. And you'll get faster and better at it. But if you try to do a million other things on top of that and decide you can do this and that, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. 
Yeah. And I think we both have learned in some ways, like what our limits are and also for the future. Okay, how can I keep this new good habit that I have had in this time? Like for me, I'm really, I, I've really enjoyed my alone time and I've learned how to recharge on my own. And I'm wondering how I can still be grateful and keep that. But also I still think in this time that the nice thing about the differences between you and I as friends, like you definitely see the introverted side and I can, I can see both sides, but more of the extroverted side where I know how much my friends and my supports it means to me to whether it's a zoom quick zoom call or even just taking a walk with a person when it's safe it means something to be in person with people I don't always need to be a big group but I like that space and I like that time and I want to know how I can still have that and also know that I don't necessarily need that to be me though I don't need that to be whole yeah kind of reminds me of uh, along those same lines you know, that saying absence makes the heart grow fonder, you know, I've mm-hmm. certainly realized like in the absence of being able to see friends and family and go to certain places and stuff, it's really made me realize like what really matters to me, you know, because like even though I am OK staying in my room, you know, or staying in my apartment for a certain amount of time, you know, for a year, basically, um, <laughs> you know, like there's definitely been times where it's like, OK, I miss this, you know, like I want to mm-hmm. go back to this without name dropping anybody I'll, I'll go with the easier things like I really miss restaurants I realized that you know the thing that I miss the most which is kind of a crazy thing to think but I, I like I genuinely love restaurants and I can't wait to go back to a restaurant mm-hmm. and like sit across from somebody and have a nice conversation while having the atmosphere of a restaurant like I didn't realize how much I appreciated restaurants until I couldn't go mm-hmm. to one and it, it didn't have everything to do with the food like I thought originally it was like oh maybe I just miss eating, you know, food that I'm not cooking, but no, it's like I can order it in and it's still not the same. Like there's still something to going to a restaurant. And like, that's a, that's a part of me that I realized like, okay, like I need to make sure that once I can go out, that's something that genuinely means something to me, you know, and make sure that Mm -hmm. I foster that part of me. And I I don't think I would have realized how much that meant to me until I didn't have it. Yeah. And so I I really miss restaurants. Uh, That would be one thing. (laughs) I miss going to uh, bookstores. That's a thing that I didn't really realize that I missed doing until um, this happened was I miss going to bookstores. I miss going through like outdoor malls, like not necessarily going into places, but like just being amongst people, you know, kind of just in that like white noise of humanity, Mm -hmm. like walking in and out of stores, not necessarily buying anything. I miss that. So it it, it helps to know that like, okay, that that's like a genuine part of myself that I apparently need to to foster when I'm allowed to do it again. (laughs) What are some of the things that you miss that you've realized that you miss? You've, you've mentioned friends. Um, and obviously, I miss friends and family, too. I just yeah. wanted to mention No, no. But I mean, like, if, if you think of, like, the experience – I think you're talking about, like, what experiences that we can't mm-hmm. – we can obviously – there's still ways, even if it doesn't feel the way we want it to, that we can connect with friends and family. Yes, would I prefer to be – go over to a friend's house and chill than have a Zoom call? Yes, that is just yeah, me because I'd rather do that. Would I rather go to a, a comedy show inside, like go and actually with people and not watch on Zoom? Yeah. Would I rather go do trivia with a group of people at a bar via Zoom? Depends on the time. Um, <laughs> I thought I could do both. Yeah, time. How, how tired <laughs> but, I am. <laughs> yeah, but for actual experiences that I like don't have right now, 
I've learned things I've already kind of knew I would miss and that I'm like, okay, I cannot wait to really never take this for granted again. Having those classes, like going in person to take classes and, and like just feed off the energy of other people's excitement and, and getting into it. I miss my dance classes. I miss like the dance class that's near my apartment it just was an experience. It wasn't like a organized class. It was just, a, it was all about movement and just experiencing it together. And I, I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to consensually touch other people and yeah. <laughs> just, it'd be cool. Like, yay, hugs. I miss hugs yeah. a lot. Um, I know that's not an experience, but it is to me. I mean, it's an experience. <laughs> yeah. I miss concerts. Concerts a are a one. big thing for me. Yeah. I, even if it's just, I don't really like big, big concerts, but small, medium-sized concerts, going outside, even outdoor concerts and being able to meet different fans of the same music you like or meet a new band that you're like wait a minute you're opening for this band that i like I mean, but i didn't know if we didn't go to concerts you and i wouldn't have been yeah wouldn't have met so exactly um, you know you you would miss out on on meeting the next me <laughs> yeah I, I miss meeting people i miss networking okay that's yeah. what i i that's miss networking yeah. i miss it i miss going and meeting strangers meeting new people is a very refreshing experience to me and i've done remote networking and it's fine and I like it. Um, it's not the same though for me. I I miss the in-person experience of it. Even when it sucks, I miss that. I miss the spontaneity of like yeah. meeting strangers, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I necessarily thrive off of off of strangers, but I do miss I guess just the spontaneity of life, you know, when you're yeah. when you're stuck in one room or one apartment or whatever, like everything is basically the same. You know, like you can be doing different things that day. But like, mm -hmm. you know, they, they feel like they all kind of blend together. Yeah. And what I miss is about five months ago or so, my apartment building had like a wine mixer. So it was a little bit safer back then. And so uh, we decided it would be fun to go and do that. You know, we were all wearing masks and stuff and social distancing. But it was, it was nice to like sit across the table from someone I don't even know their name yeah. and just talk, you know, like it was just different. I was able to have a, a different experience with somebody that yeah. I, I haven't been able to have in a long time, you know, because even with the people that I'm conversing with, like you or, you know, my other best friends and stuff, like they're different types of conversations. Like yeah. I, I know a lot more about you. I know a lot more about my other friends. So it's more like, what have you been up to? Or, you know, how's your day and things as opposed to tell me about your like whole life. I know nothing <laughs> about you. Everything that you tell me is novel. Yeah. Like what are your political views? What are your favorite yeah. like movies? What, you know, like what where was did your you, where childhood you like? What was your childhood like? Oh, you're a prince of a, of a, you know, uh, a government. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't met any princes lately. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I miss is missing princes. It's nice to have that spontaneity. And I'm very, very much looking forward to Definitely. that i think that's the the extroverted part of me that's probably missed we, we have all of it yeah we have <laughs> and in, depending on what level it's totally fine to be at whatever level i want to yeah. touch back like we met at a concert mm -hmm. like the reason like spontaneity we're friends because we both went to a robert delong concert outdoors and yep. you didn't know who robert delong i brought a friend who nope. didn't know who robert delong was <laughs> you didn't know who robert delong was i did i of course i did the person who brought me knew who Robert DeLong was and dragged me there, um, <laughs> thankfully. Oh, gosh. It was a time. And I'm really happy that we, I mean, we got to meet Robert DeLong, but then we got to meet each other. And we got to mm -hmm. actually foster a networking relationship, then a friendship, and then create this podcast together. And I'm really grateful for that. And I miss opportunities like that. I miss, like, comedy shows during the pandemic 
there had, was an opportunity when the um, the cases were a little bit lower in my area where there was an outdoor comedy show going on. They were doing it like social distance outside at night, um, masks on, hand sanitizer, temperature checks. And I decided, I'm like, that I wanted to do that and that I was in a safe enough area to do that. I did a few of those shows and that it, the first one was like really good, but weird. And then this, I went to, I think three or four of them. Mm-hmm. It felt very safe. I was surprised at how safe it felt, how nice it felt. Everyone took precautions and did it well. It was, I needed that. I needed like having someone make fun of the situations we were ha- hearing com- like comedians riff and make mistakes and and play with new material i miss that and also it it was nice to feel other people being uncomfortable mm-hmm. as i had felt and hear it in daylight and yeah I, there's just, a lot of uncomfortability was, yeah, in 2020 yeah. for sure yeah so that was a really it, it reminded me I'm like once it is safer again obviously i'm not going to outdoor comedy shows right now and i'm not like i mean very safe because the cases are very high right now um but I when I having that taste of that, I'm like I I need to push myself to do more of. I mean, not even push myself. That's not pushing myself. I want to do more of that. I'm excited to do more of that. I'm excited to see how outdoor comedy maybe can take stride. I'm I want to take a comedy class just for the fun of it and put myself nice. in situations. That I'm, be fun. I'll yeah. come to your show. Yeah. No, no, I will never tell anyone. No, you won't tell anybody about it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's more things I want to try. I'm like, well, now I want to try like a, a stand up or an improv class because I know that it's easy to watch, but it's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I want to put myself I've always told myself I want to put myself in comfortably uncomfortable opportunities to help myself grow. And this pandemic was like, okay, we're going to really show you how to grow. But I don't know how the difference for you with the kind of in that missing of energy. I, I, I definitely miss being amongst other people for sure. I think more so my like close friends. I think one of my biggest things that I, I miss is like game nights, you know, having people yeah. come over and play board games um, was really nice just to be with other people. I also didn't realize how much I rely on like if I wanted to go see a friend, I would just kind of like, hey, do you want to go grab a drink and we'll go to like a local bar or something? I didn't realize how much I rely on that to like get out of the house and go talk mm-hmm. to people and go hang out with people. It allowed me to get out of the house, but also not necessarily go to like some, something that I, I wasn't familiar with. It was like a cheap option. Like let's go to a bar, spend a few dollars to get a beer and hang out for a little bit. I very much miss that. I realized that a lot of that like is also tied into how I relieved stress. And I'm not sure like how this, how this feels for you, but like mm-hmm. a lot of these things that I miss, I realized were also my coping mechanisms when I was yeah. feeling stressed, which might tie into like why we're so much more stressed this year. You know, <laughs> you don't really get to escape it. No, you don't really get to escape it at all. You know, a lot of my coping mechanisms outside of watching TV and video games, which is certainly something that I'm doing Mm -hmm. the most of and sleeping, I guess is another one. You know, a lot of my coping mechanisms were, you know, go see a friend, go to a restaurant, go to a bar, go to a theme park or or something like that. And I can't do those, you know, even going to the office, which I, I genuinely enjoy working in an office. Going to an office, you know, it allowed me to not think about life all the time. Because everything is so blended together, because everything is in one room now, it feels like work and life and all of those things are blended together into into one thing. And so it makes it hard to have a work-life balance, but it also makes it hard mm-hmm. to not think about 
everything as if it's just one yeah one thing anymore you know it's it's all combined and so it's really hard to to have a have a coping mechanism when it's like well life is stressful work's not really that stressful but right now work and life are kind of the same thing so I'm not really sure what's stressing me out anymore you know (laughs) yeah it's harder to figure that out and you can't run from it I mean I think I really like having to go to an office I know in the future when the opportunities present itself I will want to have an office again the nice thing I guess about not having it is like if you need to take some space or you need to go just leak some tears a little bit no one will see you that's nice but (laughs) yeah there are definitely some benefits to working from home and some benefits to only being stuck in you know only being in one area I don't know I think I would need even longer to figure out how to find different coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. if I was stuck in this apartment for many more years, which hopefully is not the case. But, you know, I I would need to figure out some other things. I mean, if you're given the option, like you want to go back to an office, if you were given the option to go back to an office or you could stay working at home. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think for me, I would love if it could be a hybrid, like if I could have a Mm -hmm. choice between if I wanted to go into an office or go or work from home one day. I'd love if I had that kind of freedom. I don't know if any place will have that much freedom where it's just like, hey, I'm going to work from home today or I'm going to go to the office today. I do genuinely enjoy working in the office. I enjoy having that like separation of, okay, I'm going to the office. It also gives you an excuse to like go take a shower, go put on some clothes, you know, like it gives you an excuse to, to, I don't know, juice your life up a little bit. It's so <laughs> easy to just be in pajamas all day. So I, I enjoy having that excuse. I enjoy mm-hmm. leaving. It also makes it so I don't think about life that much. I'm, uh, you know, if I'm in an office, I'm only really thinking about work. I'm surrounded by people with work. I'm surrounded by my bosses, uh, you know, all of those things. So I'm, I'm very much in like a work mindset. So I'm not thinking yeah. about I have nothing to cook for dinner, you know, and like <laughs> you can call that a pro, you know, or a con. But I, I enjoy the fact that it's like it's, it's a different part of my life. Whereas here, since they're stuck together, it's it's harder to make yeah. that differentiation. So yeah, I do very I do miss the office, and I think I would I would go back if I had the option once we're able to. But like I said, I would love to have a have a choice, a you know, because there there are yeah. some nice there are yeah, some there perks some to nice being things. at home sometimes. I don't want to do it every day. I don't want to be stuck here like I am now. But I do enjoy the fact that like, hey, if I'm not feel I'm really not feeling going into the office, or if I'm not feeling great, I can still work. You know, like maybe not enough to where. I'm like sick and like need to stay in bed but like if I'm just not feeling good or if I'm feeling a little anxious that day it'd be nice to be like all right I can get some work done but I don't have to drive to the office I don't have to be then stuck there for eight hours you know what about you (laughs) yeah I need an office I'm happy that I have challenged myself and I have worked from home for all of this time and I have succeeded I've gotten a promotion so that's feels good. I'm proud of myself for that. But I need an office. I need the space away from work. Even when it's, I like the idea of maybe having one day of working from home where it's like, okay, maybe the Friday or Monday, I can just take it slow of getting up and like getting to work. But I need that space. I need to be like, this is work. Here are other people working. You are motivated to work and to get things done. And you know when you have to clock out. You know when, okay, work ends. Now I can go home or I can go see a friend or I can go do whatever needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Or I can enjoy coming home to like, oh, I get to come home to relax. Like You get that release. Yeah, you you get that release of being done with work. There's no release. Yeah, there is no release. It doesn't feel the same. It also has shown me, like, I know that 
in the past, I had just avoided like emotions that I was dealing with by like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with friends tonight. I'm going to go see a show tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go take a class tonight or I'm going to go network tonight. I didn't want to be alone with myself. I learned that very quickly. Like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. I, I want to be busy, busy, busy. And I've learned that it's okay. Like, I actually enjoy being alone with myself. Sometimes I think I will choose that. And I'm happy that I've learned that. But I think that I definitely want the office. I want the drive, the, the decompression before you get to work. And that drive is just, like you said, having the energy of like, I should take a shower and put on clothes because people are going to see me, not just on Zoom. Yeah. They're going to see me in person and it's a different feel. So that's for my mental yeah. health. I know a lot of people have been like, this is my dream working from home. Like this is all I've ever yeah. wanted. I'm like that's amazing if that's for you. That's not for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've definitely met people like that and that's totally okay, yeah. you know, to, to each their own. You know, I mean, for some people, this is a dream come true that they're now working from home and never have to leave God, and don't have to get I don't understand up. that. I, I mean, I understand like, okay, you're saving gas and you don't have to get up early, but uh, yeah. no, that. I think it's for each. Yeah. each I think it's own. different for each person. Some people it's like, hey, I don't have to commute mm -hmm. anymore. For some people, it's I don't have to interact with anybody anymore. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's I don't have to be stuck in a cubicle. Mm -hmm. For some people, I think they're okay with the fact that it's like they don't have to that release. They don't necessarily need, you know, like they're okay with just walking into another room. This is my workspace is just this little part of my house, yeah. but then they can go to the couch and then it's completely different. But for me, it just makes it all feel like the same thing. It's yeah. Your brain doesn't know where to relax. It doesn't know where where is right yeah. and where is wrong. Yeah. So like for me, you know, I work primarily in three different spots. Uh, it's the desk, which is where I'm sitting now, or uh, I, we have a kitchen table um, that I'll sometimes work at. And then I have couch in my room that I'll sometimes work at. And so those are the three primary places that I work. Sometimes I'll, I'll work on the couch mm -hmm. in the living room, but I am trying to find some kind of divide yeah. between those two things. Like if I'm on that couch, I want it to make it feel like I'm relaxing and not also working, yeah. you know. But I've, I've noticed that like it's so easy to just be like I see my laptop there and I'm like I could work. It's 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., but I could work right now. Like, you know, I, I just saw I got an email. I can just check it out. And I didn't used to do that. It used to be once I was home, that that was it. I could still work, but I would wait until it was something urgent. Yeah. Now it's like it doesn't really matter if it's urgent because it's like, well. I might as well. <laughs> because at the same time, I'm doing I'm doing the same thing even when I'm working. Mm -hmm. Is like because it's so intermingled, it's like I'll take 15 minutes just to like watch a TV show or a YouTube video like if I want to because yeah. it's like no one's watching looking yeah, over my shoulder. That's, the pro that's another know? problem like there's so many distractions and I think like for me I like in my experience with ADHD it's very hard to focus on more than on one thing. With ADHD it's a little bit harder to get like you have like five things you need to get done. You consistently think of all five of them. It's very hard to think of just one of them as someone can be like oh I just do this this and this but we see a higher ladder that we have to climb while we climb multiple of them to slowly get them done and, and going back and forth and then being distracted and having an office for me I mean it doesn't always fix it but it like at least puts a barrier in for me to feel like I I can focus on at least maybe two things and not four things or three things and not 10 things or at least I should so I don't get should, in trouble yeah I don't get in trouble like yeah that. that whole like I can yeah. It's sad, like I can go on Instagram and YouTube if I really wanted to just have a break, which that's fine and all, but I'm like, I need to get better boundaries with that. Like I want boundaries of that and I, I don't want to create them. I want my office to do that. Like I want to like have the yeah. pressure of that. 
it's also easier, you know, to have those boundaries. But yeah, I mean, that's that's something that I feel like we've needed to learn and, you know, might yeah. still need to work on is figuring out those boundaries. Because I mean, those boundaries will work even when we do go into the office, like we can still use oh, those, yeah. those tricks that we have, you know, and I, I think that's good because mm-hmm. it's teaching us how to make boundaries because we have to make boundaries. now. Going into that, like, I, I think that I want us to start kind of getting to the portion of talking about things we've learned from the pandemic, like mental health hacks mm-hmm. that we've kind of gained, as well as boundaries that we've learned for ourselves and maybe for others that we didn't have before of what those are. If you want to maybe like start with boundaries and then go into like new habits or mental health little habits. Yeah. So like, like we said uh, before, you know, the boundaries of work and life basically don't exist right now, (laughs) you know, work and, and relaxation, all of that stuff. So I've learned that I, I don't really have those boundaries. So the way it's so much easier to just, uh, I guess I'll just work right now, or I guess I won't work right now, things like that. So the way that I've I've tried to form those boundaries is um, I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, at three o'clock, I have all of my electronics shut down. At first, I tried to do it by myself. I tried to just be like, all right, at three o'clock, I'm going to shut my computer and I'm going to go meditate. And I realized that didn't work. I wasn't doing well at that because it was so easy to be like, okay, you know, my my boss messaged me, I should get this, you know, and then, oh, I got an email. Hold on. I want to check that real quick. And then I'm going to go meditate. And it's like, oh, I got another email. Hold on. Just I'm going to check this real quick. And then I'm going to go and then I'm going to go. And all of a sudden, it's like 20 minutes has passed. And I'm like, okay, well, I could go now. But then like, did I really do it? Because like my my idea was to do it at three yeah. o'clock, not 320, you know, at that point, I was like, you're just working. Yeah, like I'm it, now that I've made it a wishy washy boundary. It's like, I suppose it's better than nothing. And sometimes I would go do it at mm-hmm. 320. But it's like the idea is that I form that boundary. Yeah. And if I'm willing to let that boundary break, then why bother having it in the first place? So, um, you know, I, I made it so that my computer, my phone and everything automatically locks at three o'clock. And I can unlock it if I absolutely need to. But like, it's just that many more steps to be like, all right, you know, I told myself it's kind of like a promise that I've like m- made myself have mm-hmm. to keep. You force yourself into it. like I force myself into it. And it's a lot easier to shut it down when my computer is like, nope, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, I did that. So that that's one of those boundaries that I've done. I also blocked out time on my calendar from uh, noon to one to mm-hmm. do lunch. You know, I have it on on my calendar with all of my my coworkers as, you know, me being busy. I've asked, like, please don't schedule anything at noon to one unless you absolutely have to. Sometimes I work like it's not I can't say that I've like strictly kept that boundary, but I don't have any meetings. So I can't just plow through that that hour without eating Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I do try to make it as close to possible that at noon to one, I go and cook my lunch and go and watch a TV show or play some games or just sit and read or something like that. I've really tried to make that a boundary as well. And then around 630 is when I really try to have that boundary of like stop working the nature of my job it kind of keeps going all the time so that boundary can't really exist as much as I want it to yep. but 6 30 is when I'm like okay this is when I'm gonna go walk the dog this is when I'm gonna go cook food and if it's something urgent like I will take care of it but if it can be taken care of tomorrow like I'll take care of it tomorrow mm-hmm. you know that way I do have at least that boundary of this is work time and this is going home time even though it's the same thing but 
<laughs> you know, even if it's just shutting my computer. So those are the boundaries that I've I've really tried to. And I've tried to do that same thing with the weekends, allow myself to forget about work if I can. It doesn't always work out when it comes to turning off work, mm -hmm. but I've, I've tried my best to make those boundaries. How about you? Yeah, I think been a lot of finding work boundaries, friendship boundaries, a lot of different things of how I've built in new habits and new ways that I kind of see things. Uh, with work, I've consistently felt like I was trying to prove myself for the longest time. Like I need to work until this point, especially now that I'm working from home, I have to work until six and I have to start working at eight. Or if I don't, I'm never going to get as much done as someone else can. I would consistently like push myself down. Like I'm not as fast as so-and-so. So I need to work two hours more than they do so that I can prove myself so that I can feel like I belong and that I'm supposed to be here, especially working from home. And I've learned that no, you can go at your own pace like push yourself a little bit obviously but don't overexert yourself when it's not even going to make you better it's not going to make the work better i don't take emails for the most part or slack messages i try my best now to no i don't try i am i actually gotten a lot better at it i I'm not online until nine. Mm. I can be secretly online, but I don't respond to things until nine. Yeah. I don't need to respond to things until nine unless it's urgent. If it's urgent, I will take care of it. But I'm still working on my meditation routine. I've been trying to have it be the first thing I do in the morning. I falter and I'm still working towards that. I had a good like a few weeks streak and I come back and forth with it. But I've learned that that's my, my time is the morning is my time to decompress and get myself into work. Make sure I have my cup of tea. Make sure I have my water. And I think this year has taught me a lot about friendships too. I've learned some friends who I wasn't even very, like it felt like I wasn't close with before. I've become so close with now. I'm so excited. Some friendships where I'm like, I don't know if we are really close friends or not. We became close friends. And some friends where I'm like, I don't know if each other are serving us right now I think I don't need to try as hard to be your friend and mm -hmm. letting go of this need that I'm like I need to show up in everyone's life so that they care and so that they know I care I'm like no you don't you can show up to who matters and to who matters right now and set some boundaries with some friendships that might not be serving you or them even in that way I think that's been a tough lesson but I feel like the the kind of common theme between you and I is routines. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I've realized that making a routine has really helped because, uh, you know, I, I didn't even think about that. Like mornings, I also try to not, you know, get online until nine o'clock and same. Like sometimes I'll secretly be online or I'll read my emails, but I won't respond to any. Mm -hmm. You know, there's even been times where I'll read my emails and I'll respond to them, but I'll make it so that my email doesn't send until like yeah. 9.05, you know? So yeah. it's like, okay, I'm sending emails at eight o'clock in the morning, but like no one's getting them until 9.05, you know? Mm -hmm. So it at least makes that illusion that I'm not available until nine. Yeah. Even just trying to make myself stick to that is like not open my computer until nine o'clock. So make sure mm -hmm. I get that breakfast, make sure I get that shower, make sure I brush my teeth, make sure I go and make my coffee, you know, like all of that stuff so that I'm ready. I'm also trying to do exercise before that's when we've tried to slot in our exercise time is <laughs> oh, you know at, that, at like eight o'clock i'm know? getting there <laughs> yeah uh, exactly like it's still a work yeah. in progress for sure just started doing it but yeah just making sure you have that routine i've, I've realized that has really helped 
to make those barriers and to kind of relieve anxiety mm -hmm. for me is having that routine makes it so that at the end of the day, I've done everything in my routine. I'm like, wow, I, I kicked today's ass, yeah. you know, as opposed to like, I feel like I didn't do anything today. Or I feel like, did I spend all my days on, you know, my whole day on social media? Or did I spend my whole day working? Like, did I spend mm -hmm. my whole day playing games? You know, it's like, it's so easy because every day is the same to not really understand what your day was like. Mm -hmm. But if you realize that at the end of the day, you did your whole routine, you can look at it and you're like, dang, I exercised, I cooked breakfast, I cooked dinner, I, you know, I did work, like, heck yeah, like heck I've done yeah. a bunch of work today. It's a lot easier to get that sense of accomplishment and that sense yeah. of relief at the end of the day, if you have that routine. That's the other thing is I've limited my social media. Oh, um, you know, I put it on all of my electronics to turn off my social media mm -hmm. after an hour. And I was like, an hour seems like plenty of time yeah. <laughs> per day to be looking at Instagram and Twitter and things like that. You know, sometimes I'll turn it off because my job relies on like knowing certain things on social mm -hmm. media, limiting that so that I'm not just it's so easy to just burn through time, it like is. scrolling through Instagram, Twitter, or even just news feeds and stuff. So I don't think we realize how much that affects us and affects our mental health, too. I mean, I know the week of the election, I I knew my anxiety was not at a place where I could I'm, I'm addicted to news, but also I'm like this week, I just cannot take good or bad news. Like I need to just be on my own and have this week where I am not. That was a, a really interesting week. It made me realize how addicted I was. I'm like, oh, my phone knows to go and look for that. My phone yeah. knows when I'm bored to look for YouTube, to look for Instagram. And I'm like, oh, this is a problem. And I also realized after a week, I felt a lot lighter. I felt a lot freer. Mm -hmm. I was listening to more podcasts. I was doing more with music. And I yeah. didn't feel as worried or as concerned. I still want to be informed, but I've learned that it's good to have like have limits because you can waste your time on that. And I think the big things that I've learned is habits and making habits easy for us to do. Like you said, like the routines that we have done during the pandemic have been what makes it easier for us and has been what has helped us. For me, I've learned even just this month, like I was saying earlier, I started a workout routine. And for me to do that, I learned, I'm like, okay, when do you actually think you will work out? Ideally, I would love to work out first thing in the morning. Are you going to commit to doing that? Can you hold yourself to that? Right now? No. Maybe eventually, but that's harder for me. How can we make it easier for you? Okay, yeah. I'm going to do it right after work right after work that makes it so I have to have lunch because if I don't then that's going to be stressful so right after work I'm going to work out for 21 minutes for this one challenge that I'm doing not even because I want to look different not because I even even feeling different isn't what I'm doing it right now for which I, I hope that that's part of it though yeah. I'm doing it to build the habit I'm like how can I make this habit easy for me for right now it's 21 minutes right after I end the day like getting myself to move and actually like just I, I tell myself I'm, I work out after work that's why I tell myself I work out after work it's 21 minutes you're either gonna lounge for 21 minutes or you can work out for 21 minutes let's work out for 21 minutes then you can lounge yeah so we're kind of going to towards the end of our episode um, I wanted to make sure that we all have some good habits to take away some good moments for us to, to take away I think the pandemic's been hard on all of us and yes. <laughs> I just want to 
Make sure that you know that you're not alone if it's been okay, if it's been terrible, if it's been bad. We're here with you. And we just wanted to have a kind of an open conversation like mm -hmm. friends to tell you how we're doing in our work and in our life. We'll, uh, we'll explore a deeper dive into other mental health topics as we go yeah. into other episodes. But we definitely wanted you to kind of see where we're coming from, especially mm -hmm. at the start of the season. So this was really fun, camera. I'm glad we got to do this again. And thank you, everybody, for, for listening. I've been Light. I've been Camera. And I appreciate you joining our audio visual present not visual presentation our audio presentation of mentality where we spill the tea on the psyche of mental health and thank you all bye bye